Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a wonderful week. In this week's parsha, we are introduced to the Mishkan, a makom of Hashras Hashchina, a makom, a place where Hashem's Shechina, His presence, can linger, can dwell, can be a part of our lives. It was a place where Klai Yisrael, the Yidin, were able to bring Karbanis in the Midbar, where they were able to reach higher levels of Kedusha, of Tahara, of Kapar Savainis, of getting rid of their sins. How can we draw inspiration? How can we access, how can we tap into the Indian of the Mishkan, the Indian of Ashras Hashchina? How can we bring it into our lives? We find, very interestingly, in the beginning of the parsha, before the Torah, before Hashem actually gives us the commandment of the Mishkan, of the Asulim Mishkash V'shachanti B'Soycham, we find that the Torah gives us six psokim of introductory contributions of Zahav, Kesef, Nechoshes, gold, silver, copper, and then all the materials that were mandated, that were required for every Yid to bring to the Mishkan. And the question is, why is that? Why is it that the Torah dedicated, gave over six psokim, and not only did it go into great detail of what had to be given, it even preceded the actual tachlis, the end goal of it all, which was the Mishkan. Seemingly, the Mishkan, that should have been the first mention. Hashem said to Moshe saying, make me a Mishkan. And then afterwards, it should have said how to go about, how to do so would be to bring the Zav, Kasef, Nechoshes, etc. Yet for some reason, the Torah spoke about, the Torah gave very clear instructions of the contributions of the Nadiva slave that every Yid must make. As you may have been thinking yourself as I'm asking the question, maybe you're Mechavin yourself, Rabbi Shneur Cutler, the previous Rosh Hashiva of BMG, of Lakewood, he tells us the following. Of course, the Mishkan, the actual Makam of Hashros Hashchino, was the pinnacle, was the highest point, was the Matara, the Tachlis, the goal, undoubtedly. Yet, there's something even more important, and that is the Nidiva slave. The contribution, not only of money, but of time, of resources, the dedication of ourselves to the Banish Lailam. Hashem doesn't really need us to come to the Mishkan. He doesn't need our Karbanas. Hashem is the Almighty. Not getting into that now why we were created, but the point is that Hashem did it as a hatava, as a favor for us to have the Mishkan. And Hashem was telling us that before that, before you can come and enjoy and reap from the Mokam of Hashem Sashchino, you must realize there is a prerequisite. There is something even more important than that. That is Nadivas live. That is giving up of yourself. That is making a real connection, devotion, acceptance of the Rabbani Shalom into your lives, into our lives. And only once we have that, once that's implemented, once that's set into motion, only then can we really come and enjoy and relish in the Kedusha, in the Shechina that lies in the Mishkan. This is the reason why, indeed, the Torah starts off with the introductory psokim, how to make the Mishkan, all the materials, all the money that has to be dedicated. This was of utmost importance because only once we have this, only then can we come to being beneficiaries of Mokam Hashra Sashchina. And therefore the Torah gave us this message first and it put an emphasis, a dogish, a stress on all these materials, on the Nadiva slave 
on the giving of oneself, of one's resources, of his essence to the Rebbeinu Shalom. One shouldn't err in thinking that this only applies to money, this only applies to certain people, people of wealth, of financial stability, of comfort. This is a tremendous mistake. This isn't a mitzvah. This isn't an aspiration only for people that are rich. Nadiva slave is not about how much money you have. It's not about how much money you give. It's about giving yourself. It's about realizing that nothing really belongs to us. Everything is a matnas chinam. Everything is from a Baruch Hu. Everything is only because of his roiv tuvay v'chastai, his tremendous, infinite giving and kindness. And essentially nothing is really ours. Not our money, not our resources, not our stocks, not our real estate, not our portfolios. We don't really own. Nothing belongs to us. It's all Hashem's. And when we're, so to speak, good bank tellers, when we distribute money, we use our kuchis, we use our time properly, that would be a catalyst for Hashem to want to bestow further, for Hashem to continue giving those brachas that we continue as a conduit to spreading the brachas that He gives to others, helping others, helping being His glory, His kingship, His severity. And not that we should take it for ourselves and become selfish and become haughty, arrogant, thinking, the meat of a malik, it's my strength, it's my work, it's mine. Those are words of a malik. And we must stay far, far away from that. And with this recognition, with this truth implemented into our lives, in our conscious, in our hearts and minds, only then can we truly be zeiche and merit the bracha of the shachanti b'seichem, of having Hashem bring His presence into our lives. We have to make ourselves into a kibble, into a receptacle, vessel, of being able to hold, being able to accept Hashem's glory. And that only comes once we prove ourselves, once we show that we're willing to give everything up for the Bani Shalom, for his covered. There's a beautiful story about the Chavetz Chaim. There was a factory owner in the city of Riga. And this factory owner, unfortunately, was Michal Shabbos. The Chavetz Chaim warned him. He gave him rebuke and he said, It's unbecoming and you are going to suffer from the azus, the brazenness that you have. I'm telling you now that Yechil Shabbos is going to cause tremendous harm to you, not only to you and your family, but your workers and to their families. And I'm giving you warning that you should shut down. Keep it closed for Shabbos, and you'll merit this tremendous bracha. And this owner, this factory owner, scoffed. He laughed at the Chavetz Chaim. Tremendous chutzpah. And the Chavetz Chaim said, I'm going to tell you one more time. There's a Pasuk in the Torah that says, Six days work, and on the seventh day you shall rest. And the Chavetz Chaim explained, that the Torah is not telling you this for naught, that you should work for six days in order to rest on the seventh. No, the Torah is telling you that if you want to have work for six days, that only comes through resting, through Shabbos, through separating from your Malacha on the seventh day. But if you don't keep the end of the deal, the seventh day of Shabbos, you're not going to have six days of work. The factory owner laughed again, and he said, Chavetz Chaim, I appreciate you, I know you're a big tzaddik. I'm not going to close my business. I'm making so much money, and based on a pasuk, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go insane. I'm not closing down my business. 
please leave me alone. It wasn't long after the owner's demeaning approach to the Musr, to the rebuke of the Gadladar of the Chafetz Chaim, that the Bolsheviks conquered the city and commandeered the factory. And realizing the obvious Hashkacha, even this Michal Shabbos factory owner, it was very clear to him that it was because he chose to disregard the Musr, the advice, the wall meaning of the Chafetz Chaim to save him, that this occurred to him. And he afterwards wrote a letter to the Chafetz Chaim saying, You were right. One Pasek in the Torah determined the fate of my factory. Unfortunately for him, it was too late and everything has been destroyed. His Parnassah fell apart and maybe or maybe not he did tshuva, who knows. But the point was that there is a direct correlation between how we lead our lives ourselves, how we use the resources from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, realizing that everything is from Him. And only then, when it's utilized, used properly for His honor, then Hashem will Hashem, increase the bracha, increase the hatzalacha, and ultimately will be to the unbelievable bracha of v'shachanti b'seicham, of having Hashem dwell, having Hashem's shechina guide us and illuminate our lives. I thank you for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful Shabbos.